You are listening to the PHP Ugly Podcast. And despite what the title may lead you to believe, this is a podcast about the joys and challenges of being a professional PHP developer. Your hosts are three passionate developers who make a living coding and who live stream every week to discuss coding, projects, work, tech, and running a business. And now, here are your hosts, Eric Van Johnson, John Congdon, and Tom Rideout. You're listening to episode 210 of PHP Ugly. I'm your host, Eric Van Johnson, and I could tell you a little bit more about the show, but you know what? I'm going to just kick this over to my friend, John Congdon. Thank you for kicking it to me, and I'm going to kick it for you in just a few minutes. Trust me, you're not going to want to miss or, this. Or you could talk about how we're... Uh, we stream weekly. You can come join us live and, and interact with us in our Discord. And you know we're getting more viewers because uh, my other host Tom will take it over from here. Tom, you tell him. Yeah, I think we're <laughs> good for kicking ourselves today. I'm Tom. This is a podcast of with three supposed friends nope. who torture each other and talk about PHP stuff. I hey, think Tom, we peaked your last screen, week. Your screen's not updating. Uh oh. There we go. I'll fix that for you. <laughs> we record we live weekly, and we, we do it. We stream this this mess, this hot hunk of hunk of mess live. And uh, if you come and watch us live, you can see some of the stuff that happens before and after the show. If you only listen to the audio podcast, you're going to miss out on certain things. But you'll just be you'll be just about as disappointed as if you joined us live. So uh, <laughs> yeah. Welcome. You don't have to listen. Uh, if you are only listening on the audio, you don't have to listen to all the filler garbage that's in there. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> I know, John. You're right. I, I've got to stop with the self loathing. It, it's a uh, it's a nervous reaction I have of of you know how I how I handle this. But yeah, we we well, our production quality has been getting kicked up a little bit. I, I've actually been really happy with it. So. Okay. Speaking well, of which, I mean, we have we have a special video presentation from John this week. Oh, you want to kick it up now, or do you want to kick it up later? Yeah, we, we can I, ease I, into you. I, I would not want to go on a date with you, Tom. If you're just like, are, so are we gonna are we gonna have sex or what? It's like I don't know. Can we have a drink? Maybe eat beforehand. Well, if my if, if my streaming mm. techniques are mm. as good as anything else goes, I'd rather the disappointment come first. <laughs> That's what she said. Would, what? I, <laughs> oh man! Uh, I did a thing. I'm really happy with this thing. I hope you guys are as happy with this thing as I am. Would you like to see this thing? Yes. Share your screen. I enjoy. I enjoy seeing your thing, John. Lay it I, on me. I. I just I throw, don't put it right in my face. Now let me see your thing. I just want to see all of it. Tell me when you're ready. I'm oh, ready, man. Do you I'm know who ready. this is? Do you know who this is? No. I do not. I have been watching him on YouTube for a while now. Love this guy. Let's take a listen. Okay. Ah, uh, one, two, one, two. Ah, uh, coming off the top. Y'all know how we do. Listen, I'm going to drop a freestyle you can cherish. I'm going to send a shout out to the host named Eric. Yo, he's never on some average shit. You know, Eric, he stays loud and passionate. I'm about to break it down for y'all with the clever song. Yo, shout the host named Thomas because he's never wrong. Yo, shout to John. You know that he's smart and quiet, unlike my freestyles, which 
cause a riot I'm about to do it like this Cause the people love me Shouts out to PHP The ugly It's called ugly Cause it's not professional But I'm about to come through And bless you with style So let's do it when I'm spitting I perfume the room Yo, the segment of the show Is called Doom and Gloom That came from Thomas Yeah, can nobody go beyond this I get the mic And then I'm about to keep it Like a promise Yeah, and y'all know We fill them up with anguish We talking about the PHP The programming language About to break it down no exaggeration what do y'all do for a living web applications okay i can dig it my words spray tight uh they're getting together on the thursday nights yeah when it comes to rhyming you can call me the new dude i spew true lyrics while y'all broadcast on youtube so let's get it you know my lyrics are major all up in the comments they got plenty of haters but they doing what they doing keep it ugly we ending every show with the saying it's lovely let's go Hey, shout out to y'all, peace to the whole squad, man. Hope your channel is doing real well on YouTube. Hope you guys are having fun. And uh, it was an honor and blessing to do this little custom freestyle for y'all. Hope you enjoy. Stay up. Yeah. Come on. Hey. <clears throat> so, so, so this is Harry Mack. Harry, Harry Mack, he, he does some amazing freestyles. He's uh, big on YouTube in LA, goes around the streets and does freestyles for people. And since the pandemic, he's been doing on Omegle, which there was another thing like Omegle where he is, you basically get paired up with a random person and you know, you just talk and chat. roulette. To, oh yeah. Chat roulette. That was it. Uh, anyway, some of his videos have been amazing. I loved watching it and I reached out to him I'm like, Hey, do you do custom? I, I know you do custom freestyles, but you know, are you taking, will you do one? And this is what he came up with. That was unbelievable. I think we yeah. have to replace the opening of our show with that. I'm pretty sure. It's a little, yeah. It's a little long for an opening, but I would. <laughs> I don't care. I, I'm not sure anybody would have a problem with it. <laughs> Holy crap! That was off the chain. That was wonderful. <laughs> you gotta send me a copy of that first off, man. For sure. For sure. That was. I, I don't. I don't even know what to say. That that has to be the coolest thing ever. That was dynamite, man. Oh man, yeah, I'm so happy you liked it. That might have been so good that it just ruined the rest of the show. <laughs> yeah, I'm done. We could we could wrap it up here. This this is it. We're we're done. We're finished. <laughs> I know that's like I uh, I I got my mom uh, a cameo. Uh, she she is getting her bachelor's degree. At, you know, she's like seventy years old. She's over <laughs> seventy years old. She's getting her bachelor's degree. She's a big fan of. Um, of uh oh what's oh what is the show i i don't even know what the show's called help me guys come on the two brothers that fight evil the demons uh, and stuff not superstition it's uh supernatural supernatural, supernatural. yeah yeah so there's some actor on supernatural that. that she likes so i i i cue him up and you have to put in a description of, of why you're doing the cameo i'm like yeah my mom's 70 years old she's you know, getting her bachelor's degree. She's been working on this since before I was born, blah, 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 blah. And he, and he sends his cameo. He goes, yes, this is for Anna Johnson. Uh, happy belated birthday. I'm like, fuck birthday. <laughs> what the fuck? Are you, are you on cruise control here? What are you talking about? Yes. Holy smokes. <laughs> That's where I, like I went that. first for, for this was I went to cameo and he, what he was on there, but not doing any freestyles via, via cameo. So I was like, ah, it sucks. And then reached out through this mm -hmm. website and 
handled it all that way. Oh, that was fantastic. Either that's going to be the opening or that's that, that'll be the closing every week. I don't know. I can't even remember how our opening goes now. Oh, it's the, yeah, that's the, the lady. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know, man. It's a tough call. That that's that's good. That's a weekly. That's in there weekly now. I don't know where I'm going to put it, but it's going to be in there somewhere. Oh <laughs> man! I don't even know what to talk about now. I want to listen to the song again. Jesus. <laughs> oh, that was so wonderful. Wow, 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 wow! If if you're just joining us, and you didn't hear the official PHP anthem. What what is what is the name of it? PHP anthem? PHP ugly anthem? Ugly anthem? Sure. Who knows? Yeah, ugly anthem. Yeah. <laughs> mm. Harry uh, Mack I've been, is the I've been, man. Yeah, I've been listening to that and just wanting to share it with you guys. <laughs> Couldn't hold it anymore. <laughs> I can't believe you you didn't share that with me. I'm I'm impressed. I guess, but man, that was that was moving. That was very yeah. That's moving. that's pretty yeah. great. I, I, I wanna... the funny thing is that I paid for it through PayPal, right? And I I use my John Diego Dev PayPal account. Not realizing the email goes to Eric. Mm. <laughs> I'm like, for the, I'm like, for the love of God, please don't research this at all. What, what's funny is I was just thinking today. I'm like, you know what? I never did give him shit about that PayPal uh, payment. I should, I should try to figure out what that is. Then, yeah. Oh man. Uh, so how was I wanna, your week? I bring, outside of this, I bring my wife and kids in here now and and have them listen to it. I can't wait for. We need to wrap the show up. I got. I've got. I've got to show this to people. Oh man. Uh, yeah, I had things to talk about. I had a good week, and I can't. I'm trying to remember what it was. Um, you you go first, Jen. What? what how? I, I actually, I know. I know some things you want to talk about. Let's hold off on you because hopefully that's a deeper conversation conversation thomas how was your week um well i've been dealing with horizon a lot and uh and no i hate it (laughs) remind me which one that is is that the the one that watches your cues yeah horizon is the queue and and horizon yeah it's the the queue and uh queue service launcher and supervisor thing and i remember you had problems with that when it first came out you're still having issues with it or what's yeah so i've got uh, i think 12 queues total that i use um and one of them is for batch processing a large number of images and another one is for batch processing a large number of other images and we're deploying a thing where we're trying to implement webp which means uh processing all the images on the entire site um and it just it can't load balance it can't figure out how many to run uh I'll have one process that has zero workers on it, even though I say the minimum is one, um, and it'll just start piling up. Are you still talking? Yes. <laughs> In case you're wondering, the, the song the song made it on YouTube. I uh, I was just checking that, so yeah, just verifying. <laughs> Sorry, uh, ahead, Thomas. Um, so and then you know we have I have one thread, I have one queue that's got 750 items, and another queue that's got. 5,000. The queue that has 5,000 has one process. The queue that has a few hundred has 30 processes. So, wait a second. I I, I don't use Horizon, so I don't know. You're, you're using that to figure out how many processes to run? Yeah, it's supposed to auto-balance itself. Oh. See, I, but, I, I went way old school. I wrote my own, what I call, queue runner that we scale manually, basically. It now scales up based on server, so if we auto-scale it, server it. in. <laughs> but... It's 
everyone complains about it. But it the other thing well. is that it, it it can't account for CPU usage in any way. So all of my jobs started failing from timeouts because they took too long to process because it was running too many at once. So it's just it's not. Horizon is nice. It's not a queue balancer. It's not the auto balance thing. Don't use it. Don't trust it. Just do the math on your own and calculate what your queues should be. Don't trust the auto balancing thing. It has never worked. Are you are you in AWS or anywhere else that does auto scaling of servers for you? No. Oh. See, that's that's what my queues have have been moved into. So it was on a single server where you know manually saying, okay, for this. Q run four processes for this one. We want eight processes. This one doesn't really mean anything. Just run one process. Yeah, and I could do that with Horizon, Mm -hmm. but Horizon keeps saying to me, hey, we've got an auto balancer. It works better than ever before. And no, it doesn't. They just added options and features to the existing balancer that doesn't work. Well, it doesn't work for your use case, right? So maybe there's got to be some... Running queues. Right, (laughs) but, but, but what it... I guess I don't know how it's auto-balancing. You said it doesn't pay attention to CPU usage. So is that the potential difference? Where Possibly. it's It might not be balancing correctly because of failure rates on queues. It might not be balancing correctly because it's got too many on one queue and nothing on other queues. But I mean, situations like not having a worker on a queue that's told that it has to have at least one worker is not okay. Oh, that's something else we just changed recently that I was super stoked about was it, it was always a process would listen to one queue, but there were so many queues that were almost always empty. And we've got like 40 different queues. So having a process sit there doing absolutely nothing. So now having them be shareable where if it has no work to do, it'll go listen to all the queues and handle the job just fine. Yeah. And that's sort of what this is supposed to do. Um, and it's all supposed to scale up, but just doesn't seem to. That sucks. So been dealing with that. Um, I pushed out Laravel 8 to production. So we are officially only three versions behind now. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, I just, just a, uh, a week of testing, pushing, testing, pushing, um, did some upgrades to my git commit hooks so that I've got my branch name in the commit played around with that. And, uh, Oh, like, that's interesting. Yeah. That I like what I, I like what I get out of it. So now you whenever might I need to share so, that one with me. So it's changing your commit message. Yeah. So it just changes your commit message to have the branch name in front of your commit message because you use git flow right so you have a you have a very unique naming not unique but you have a naming convention for your branches right um and that helps us track down what does and doesn't work for any number of reasons um we've got four or five people pushing to the develop branch so when something breaks it's nice to be able to track down we know what ticket it broke in but when everything gets squished together and developed we don't necessarily know which commit was in that branch so that it's it helps us out a little bit that's nice i might have to steal that from you i like that idea a lot uh, besides that uh, i think i think that's about it for this week any, oh, except uh, somebody somebody stole my bus coin idea and is using it now on twitch really? <laughs> yeah. uh, it, it was we, a PHP are we successful with sure. it? <laughs> uh, I think it's like streamer coin <clears throat> uh, is uh, who knows all right so before we get to John let me let me I guess uh, talk about my week because I, I did have some some good things this week first thing i heard this awesome new song called uh, <laughs> ugly anthem and i can't stop grooving to it 
Um, it'll be it'll be streaming on Spotify here shortly. I'm sure. Uh, no, you know, I I got a little bit. God damn, I can't even remember what I w- wanted to talk about. I I did get to reap a little bit of the benefits of my repository pattern, which I've been championing for so long. And you know, John's John's now kind of giving me a little additional firepower of why it's uh why it's a good pattern to 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 use even though i have been using that way he, he talks about something about testing and mocking i don't know <laughs> but um we had moved the uh diego dev blog it was on medium and i recently just re- re- re-released it on jigsaw and last night i remembered i'm like hey we're posting posting our medium our blog posts on our company website and that's still pulling from medium. So I started to refactor that. And so two things paid off for me. Number one, uh, since I was using a repository pattern in theory, I didn't have to touch anything. Uh, I did end up touching it because I, I did make a cardinal sin and had, uh, specified the repository pattern to a naming convention. I, it, it actually said, uh, medium, medium post and it should just said blog post. So I did end up technically refactoring my repository, although I didn't need to. That's um, a, that's a so fair I, enough refactor though for switching like that. Yeah. So I, I, I created, I, I created, um, another data source. Which again, I actually didn't even have to do that because the data source it was using was a CouchDB data source. Uh, so that's all JSON. And in theory, I could have just imported the, the new blog into the old data store and it would, you know, I could have, I could have done some stuff to figure it out. Say, hey, you know, find titles and all that. But I decided again for the, for the same reason I had given it the naming convention medium blog post. I'm like, okay, I'm just going to create another data source called blog post and again because i'm using couch db it was just a, it was just a json dump so it just pulls in and you know i was able to kind of move everything along i, I haven't pushed it yet i need to i still need to uh, clean up a couple things because so here's one of the problems with using couch db or, or using a, a, a document store uh when i went to display the blog, blog well first thing i'm trying to pull in the blog post i'm like huh that's weird these things aren't coming in the right order. It's not coming in by the date published. And then I looked at the data that I that I had in the new Jigsaw framework, and it actually wasn't including the date. So I'm like, oh, shit, that, that's a problem. So even though the data was getting into CouchDB, and even though the repository pattern allowed me to switch it over to the, to the data store and everything worked, it couldn't figure out the order because, it, because the new data set didn't have a date in it because... It's a data, it's a, it's a document store. So there was nothing there saying, Hey, this is a required field. So I need to, uh, I need to look at Jigsaw and, and include that on the feed. But I was actually very happy with that. I'm like, wow, that actually wasn't bad at all. That was kind of pleasant. Actually, it was, uh, it was nice. So that was cool. Um, I felt like there was something else. Uh, I, I can't get that song out of my head, so I don't know what it was. <laughs> <laughs> I am thinking for anybody interested, uh, I have had a couple people ping me, ask me questions about my workflow, my tool chain, because we've been talking about a lot, talking about my move to Pop! OS. Um, 
and uh, people have been asking me some questions. So I, I am thinking about doing some, I, I don't know, I'm not really committing to it, but maybe like 10 minutes of, you know, this is something I use, this is how I use it. The one thing I really want to do a quick video of is how I've configured my PHP Storm Vim to mimic my normal system Vim and show kind of some of the commands I use and how I use it. And I don't know, I'm probably going to do like just jabber for about an hour and then cut them up into like 10 minute segments and just, you know, push them to the ugly uh, YouTube channel. I'll see. Uh, It's not like I don't have enough on my plate already. I don't really need to do it, but I don't know. I've already got a comment on Facebook. They love the freestyle, and it should definitely be part of the opening. <laughs> opening, like, absolutely. Now we have that to should have be the whole show. show. <laughs> it's the it's the only show all <laughs> every week. I okay. I do want to say thank you to Eric for helping me this week. I've I've been I've been in Laravel bliss. <laughs> there we go. There we go. He's coming no. around. He's coming around. No, no I am. He's not. coming around. You're coming around. I just don't want to upset Steve. <laughs> We've got Steve on our side now. He listened to he listened to our latest episode, which uh, unfortunately I think that's as good as it'll ever be. But uh, yeah, he he tweeted out that he he does like the show now. Yeah. So I upgraded my uh, my microservice that was on Laravel five seven. I upgraded. All I did was change out my composer with what was standard stock in Laravel 8. Let me rephrase that. I didn't just move composer JSON over. Whatever I had in my composer JSON that was different in the stock one I brought over. Otherwise, I left it alone. And everything just worked. I was shocked. I keep hearing how horrible upgrading is from... Somebody on this show constantly tells me how horrible upgrading is. And it just worked for me. Mm-hmm. So when I pitched the idea of when I pitched the idea of upgrading, it was based on Eric's recommendation. I'm going to start from scratch. I'm going to start a new Laravel eight application, and I'm going to do everything with test driven development, and then bring my routes over because I've only got like ten to fifteen routes. But when everything just worked, I'm like, okay, I'll just leave it as is and add tests to my code, which for the most part was working until it wasn't. Mm. <laughs> I'm, I'm calling uh, calling up Eric. I'm like, if you're bored, can you please help me with this? Because it's not making sense. And one, one time it was, he was just being a rubber duck for me. And I forget what that first one was, but I think I was just. Yeah, I remember either. Oh, it was the Docker one. It, you had Docker configured wrong. That was the second one, I think. But it, it was just various little things, mostly my fault. Like one of them, it I finally got my database refreshing and seeding and everything was fine. I could hit the the endpoint via my browser. It was working fine, but my test kept failing. And I don't know how long we spent on that. Oh my God, it was so stupid. I was using a different endpoint in my test. I wasn't using <laughs> <laughs> the endpoint I was hitting in my in my browser was not the same that I was testing and it, I was just being very stupid. We've all, we've I, all done that though. No, 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 no. Because you don't test. <laughs> uh, right, right. <laughs> the other, the other issue I was having part of it is because it's again, this code base is 15 years old, not the Laravel portion of it, but the, the portion that uses this quote unquote microservice. So the, authentication scheme is a little outdated, shall we say. And I wrote a custom guard 
to accept the authentication process and do everything I was supposed to. And for the life of me, I could not figure out how to return a 401. Laravel's Black Magic wanted to return a 302 redirect to the login page. And Eric and I spent well, so in, in uh, your defense. App, app abort 401. No. Oh, that would have worked too. No, but in, in his defense, he was return he was he did use the correct syntax. He was doing the re- the return response uh a message in 401. Just it, it was we weren't putting it in the right place. So he did actually know how to do it. He figured he 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 was doing it correctly. We were just it we, it was the request was getting hijacked and we just had to figure out where it was getting hijacked at. Right. It it turned out to be unauthenticated. The unauthenticated method in uh app http and i can't remember yeah. where it was that um, yeah i think that's what it was i could probably easily find it if i wanted to yeah but. so so he just he just overrode it and and injected what he needed to inject it was fine right because the the base one says it's looking for a request that expects a json re- response and if it does then it returns a 401. Otherwise, it returns a, a 302 redirect to login. Unfortunately, my use case says I'm doing a generic get on an endpoint. I'm not passing in any additional header saying that I expect JSON or content type or any of that crap. So took forever, but I've got a bunch of tests already written. I've got Laravel 8 ready to go. Not in production yet, but ready to test and I'm excited about it. I am annoyed by the black magic, though. I got. I can't. There's not that much black magic. I don't know what you're talking about. Quite a bit. There's, there's a, <sighs> always. It's always a little magic. I mean, that's why it's a framework, right? Otherwise, you just, so I got a question for you, John. Sure. I know. I know you've been on the fence for for a little while. We we've talked about it on the show. Is there is there an iPhone 12 in your future? Oh, there better mm. not be. No. It, huh. it it's hard. It's it, it's so hard. My my. The the Pixel 5 was just announced recently. It works on 5G. I've talked about possibly switching to the iPhone only because the ecosystem is just there. The way it works from your Mac to your iPhone. My wife is an iPhone person. Being on iMessages would be nice. It's not a requirement, but I've I've considered it. But no, I don't. I, I I just hate the iPhone. I hate the I, I so, hate the iPhone OS. Can you guys clarify this for me? Because I find this amazing, but I guess the new iPhones are not only not coming with earbuds, but they're also not coming with a charger. They're, That's they're correct. Not coming with they're not coming with the the wall adapter because uh, everybody has a thousand USB adapters. Let's go over that real quick. The cable that they give you is a USB C to Thunderbolt, which is it really <laughs> will will not work on the adapter you already have. <laughs> okay, never mind. Well, so, I mean, a lot of people already have USB C adapters too, but mm-hmm. now that you say that, you're right that they're those are not as common as so, the USB. Are, are you telling me that the phone's not going to be a USB C charger? No, I think it is. I think the new one is, right? is USB C. That's why you're getting USB C to Thunderbolt so you can hook it up to your MacBook. Okay. Yeah, so yeah, to John's point, I mean, yeah, I guess people have. Yeah. But it's just weird, right? It's, I don't know. It seems weird. Well, it's also, Maybe they it's also not. are assuming that a lot of people are doing wireless charging now. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. it's just, it's just that much more plastic and parts that 
people will discard. So yeah, and Apple, I mean, these flagship companies are very well known for following the USB standards very stringently. And if you don't know, USB C standard is more than difficult to implement. It has a lot going on inside of it to the point that when the Raspberry Pi four came out, their implementation of USB C was incorrect. Um, and things like fast charging are actually managed by a small integrated circuit in the cable as well as in the transformer. So they are more expensive to make these fast charging USB C, you know, wall 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 warts. So it's probably you know a thirty dollars savings for the end user, but it's a thousand dollar phone. I was gonna say they're still charging. They're not twelve hundred bucks. They're not. Phone. Yeah, it's not like they're passing that that savings on to the end user no right so it's I, mean, I was just curious I, Apple. <laughs> I, I know you had mentioned it and i was like oh I well wonder if you, uh, it, so, somebody it, somebody had post somebody had posted that uh by i think they said that by the iphone 15 they're just going to send you an empty box and just say well you know everybody has a cell phone so you're good <laughs> I, I think the goal i think apple's goal is actually to get rid of all external ports including the charging port so to push wireless to the point where they can seal this thing and it's got no holes oh, whatsoever in it. They could totally do that now. I mean the 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 only thing about the port like my 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 phone uh the Pixel the only time I plug it in is to plug it in to my Android Auto which is in my truck and that's only because I have an older version that doesn't do wireless and then on the rare occasion where I'm at a conference or something and I haven't I've been away from a wireless charger and I might have to plug it in my phone to, to get charging. But uh, for the most part, I mean, it was funny. I was up in LA. This was back when I was rocking the Samsung. I was up in LA and uh, I was at a Starbucks and they had wireless charging on the table at Starbucks. I'm like, this mm-hmm. is dynamite. Like everybody should have this. So yeah, I, you, you could totally, totally seal off the phone at this point. I mean, you know, there's even even the Pixel. The last couple of Pixels haven't come with a with a headphone jack. So yeah, I mean, I don't know if you considered the external speakers, maybe, but yeah, I you could totally. I, I never, I rarely plug my phone in. Now you know, there's an Echo Auto that you could use to like hook your car up to your phone. Yeah, I'm not interested in that. I mean, I have Bluetooth a Bluetooth system in my uh, stereo system, but Android auto has like, it does the map on my screen and has integrations and all that. That's why, that's why I use it. I don't have to plug it into my, to my car to listen to music. It's just, it's just more convenient for me, especially on a long trip. I just, I just looked up the echo auto and it's 15% one star ratings on Amazon. I'm not interested (laughs) in that on any level. Yeah. That's a lot of, a lot of one stars. You're hiding an article here from me, Eric. Oh, am I? I didn't see Uh, this. I, I did not read my articles. Like I should have, which one are you talking about? Uh, no recursive knowledge. Microsoft is not rebasing to win Windows to Linux. Oh, I wanted to read this. I haven't read it. Yeah. Uh, uh, we sh- I see. I it's, haven't just read a, it. it's just a guy's opinion. So he yeah. can... I, I, unlike us, you know, professionals. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, oh, we, a, we've been... a fan of the net, we, though. That's nice. We've been talking for a long time about how, you know, we have, we have this theory, and I, to, 
to be fair, I think Thomas and I have been talking about it for years now that uh, Microsoft uh, has been slowly converting over to a Linux desktop. And of late, a few people have kind of gotten on board with that idea. And this finally came across an article that says, no, no, that's not what's happening. And I don't know if I agree with him, but I, I, I have to read the article to, to know if I disagree <laughs> with him. And I haven't. I had a friend recently on, on Facebook who shared the fact that on Linux, you can use grep, but the command via PowerShell is a ridiculous command to try and type. And it just makes me still not want to even try using Windows. Yeah. You know, I try not to be too much of a hater of anything. Um, yeah, Except I, me. I think every every uh, every OS uh you know, brings a unique quality to to the table. But man, I tell you what, the last time I tried to get on Windows at uh at my mom's place, I just I was blown away with the ads of for games and I'm like, Mom, are you playing like, you know, these candy crush games? She goes, No, it's just on there. I'm like, why is it why is it on your startup menu? Mm-hmm. And it's just oh, it's crazy. It's absolutely crazy. So yeah, I'm I'm a terrible person to comment on anything Microsoft as far as the desktop goes, but it's the I, I feel like those two departments aren't connected, which is is developing Windows and then what's going to be on the the default installs, and they're not in good communication because the the taskbar or the start menu is still horrible. Um, it's worse than it was in Windows 2000. That's, that was the pinnacle of the start menu. <clears throat> um, it's got ads on it. It tries to hook up to your mic automatically and always on listen. It tries to do all sorts of ads for games through the Windows app market. and <clears throat> It's terrible. I mean, to be fair, I, I, I think Mac does that as well. That, you know, it wants to enable Siri on your um, laptop. I mean, it's easy enough to disable. I'm sure it's easy enough to disable on... And, and for, for Windows, it's... Uh, it What's is it not dis- Corti- it's not disableable. It's called Cortana and it's a Cortana. Core, it's a core component of the system that cannot be taken off or disabled. Oh, they're using that excuse again? Mm-hmm. They they're using that excuse? Yes. Yes. <laughs> we they, they 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 pulled that with IE back in the day of oh and yeah, no. They used the they used the same trick as they used for IE2. Um when they said IE is a core component of the system and can't be removed, it was because the Windows Explorer and the desktop were actually running an IE in a mode. Um, <clears throat> in this case, the indexing of applications that are installed, the search functionality, all of that taskbar and start menu functionality is tied into Cortana. It's called Cortana. So, yeah, they use the same trick. And uh, I had an article for a while about it, but there was a, a group teaching people how to remove these things, features, and showing you how to make your own disk image that installed Windows without all that crap. And they got a DMCA takedown and copyright notice from Microsoft. So they got completely Hmm. screwed. So trying to disable these features is, according to Microsoft, a DMCA violation. Uh, It was called Ninjitsu OS. Uh, And they just, they gave you a a suite of tools that said, hey, disable all this crap that's tracking you everywhere. But... Hmm. No, Microsoft said no. Yeah, I'm I'm having a little bit of, of a I'm getting a little torn on the whole OS thing 
myself. I mean, uh, yeah, I'm still on the Pop OS. So, so okay, every desktop has issues, and Pop OS is no different. I, for the most part, it's been a non-issue. I I have this irritating issue with audio stack that I need to eventually get addressed. I did have my system crash on me this week where everything froze up, froze up and the whole system just shut down, which to be fair, I've had happen on my Mac. I haven't had it happen on the newer Mac as frequently, but again, the trash can Mac, that wasn't that uncommon of an occurrence. I know the trash blue can. screen of death. <laughs> yeah. Blue, blue screen of death is, is infamous on, on windows. I don't know if that's still a problem or not. So mm, not really. It's, it's funny because it's like when things happen in the pop OS system, it's like my my senses are heightened because it's like okay I don't know if I'm gonna be able to fix this like not everybody's using this and and, 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 and I don't know if I can get it fixed you know whereas in, in the Mac it's kind of like uh, this sucks I'm sure somebody else has had this problem <laughs> you know um, I'm sure yeah, there's a class action about this problem <laughs> exactly <laughs> so I mean I have I, I currently don't have any plans on on not using the pop system I mean like I said I'm perfectly happy matter of fact. I'm probably more comfortable in it because, uh, as I explained when I first started using it, uh, System76 has integrated a lot of keyboard um, integration with, like, the desktop and moving windows around and things like that. So it's feeling very natural to me now. But these little problems, like like the audio issue, which, you know, I've talked to friends like, oh, yeah, I have issues with Bluetooth on my Mac all the time. I'm like, yeah, but it doesn't feel like it's the same thing. <laughs> yeah. And uh, that, that's the the one thing that is stopping me from pull, pulling the trigger on a System76 machine is your audio issues. Mm-hmm. It's like, I really want yeah, no to I, I really give it a shot, especially for the Docker component. And yeah. I'm like. Oh, that's the other thing I wanted to talk about. I'm glad you brought that up. Okay, keep keep talking. I'll come back to the Docker piece. No, I'm wondering, do I get the System76 and run like just my development suite of tools on that, but still keep my Mac here to do all of my audio stuff, all of my meetings and all that? But then I have an issue with sharing my screen. You know, Mm -hmm. from Zoom, I'm not going to be able to share my IDE if I need to. Mm -hmm. Yep, that's real. And I mean, to be fair... I still have my Mac system to my left. You know, I, you I use just it. have my. That's a question. My, I, I just have my chat clients open. Um, no, I don't use it. It's always there in case, like, you know, I can't get an issue resolved on my pop system during a meeting. Uh, but I haven't. I think the last time I used it was for the show that one week where uh, I couldn't get Skype working correctly, and I was. I was on the cuff of doing that again today. Uh, I was having Skype issues again today. So it's probably been a couple of weeks since I've actually used that system. Um, and I don't know. I mean, you you were in meetings with me when I'm on Zoom. Does it seem any different when I'm sharing my screen? I mean, does it everything look normal? Yeah. I, I haven't noticed anything. <sighs> Uh, yeah, I mean, I, I, I think I have, I, I think I keep the Mac running as kind of a, a safety, a safety but. <clears throat> yeah, but I haven't, fortunately, haven't needed it. Um, so the Docker thing, uh, let's circle back around on that because first thing I, I owe, I owe somebody a huge apology. I want to make sure I get the names right this time because I totally flopped it the last time. Um, so we were talking last week on, on the show about, um, how Thomas and I, you know, we like Docker, but we, we were having like, like our, 
our ideal Docker configuration where we could run multiple containers, but have like port management handled uh, automatically and all that. And um, we heard back from some listeners. So uh, I I don't know their, their real names, but OHFFS in our Discord uh, had actually suggested a, a, a project to me. And I'm, I'm scrolling back now to try to find what it was called. It was, it started with a T. Um, Yes. Um, what was that called? Uh, here, here's my response. All right, I checked out uh, Traffic. Uh, yes. T-R-A-E-F-I-X. Uh, that was very interesting. So this was a Docker container that allowed you, all you had to do was add a label into your other containers, and this would auto-discover it and handle the routing for you. Uh, that was one, pretty cool. Quick correction. T-R-A-E-F-I-K dot I-O. Okay. Um, that was pretty cool. I'm like, okay, I might be able to get this to work. I thought, I'm like, ah, oh, this is going to be kind of weird because for people who aren't using it, they're going to see that label in the Docker, Docker compose in the repo, but whatever, blah, blah, blah. I was kind of okay with it. And then in our other channel in our coding channel, um, how do you pronounce this name, Thomas? T D G O O S E N S. Dogsons. D Dogsons. All right. So this cat. Oh, D Gosens. Re- okay, D Gosens. He really kicked it up a notch for us. So in the coding channel, he he's obviously a, a Docker guru, sort of IT Linux admin sort of guy. He's like, oh hey. You, know, you can just do a reverse proxy. I'm like, no, man, I've been trying to do a reverse proxy and it's not working. He goes, oh, no, just do it like this. And he actually showed me something that I didn't know, which is in, in the Docker containers, when you're assigning ports and you're exposing ports, so you can say, hey, uh, port 8888 on my local system goes to port 80 on the Docker container. So that that allows you to to do your local host at 8888 to get to port 80 on the Docker container. He's like, no, just pretend that with an IP address, a 127.0.0. Whatever. He's like, you can do dot, dot three. You know, you don't want to do dot one because that's local host. You can do dot two, do that on port 80 and then have that go to port 80 in the container. And then on your reverse proxy, you just say, hey, you know, talk to this. I'm like, yeah, that's interesting. And I I mean, I'm not a networking guru by any means, but I didn't realize you could just assign IPs like that. But it worked. Like, I started started messing around with it. I'm like, okay, that works. And then he goes, if you really want to take it up a level, uh, you can use a, a DNS masquerader. Yeah, DNS mask. Yeah, DNS mask, and you can assign uh, different um, uh, TLDs to to different IPs, basically. So I'm I'm reading through this stuff, and I even asked him like, "Hey, would you mind if I posted this on the company blog?" Did I lose you? No, nope. we're there. <sighs> so is this where you have like a single container running? MySQL for all of your other containers. Hmm. Well, I'm I'm glad that you went down that route because I went down a different route. Um, I ended up on a, a Docker container called Muximux, M-U-X-I-M-U-X. And it solves the specific problem I had, which is that I had a bunch of Docker apps that all had web interfaces, but on a different port. So what this does is it just lets you pull up your server as one location and it's got tabs for all of your different web applications that are being hosted by that machine. You can tab through hmm. them real quick. 
So it's it's just a little tiny tool for helping manage these kinds of servers that have all of these things in them combined. Um, is, and it's, is that that's not a Docker thing, though, right? No, no, it's a it's a Docker container that that you can configure to say, hey, create a tab for this port on this machine or this port on this machine. So you create a mini tabbed browser that knows what, you know, has a configuration file, basically. And so when you browse to that IP, then you can pull up your applications on that IP one at a time. And it I, I probably does it through like an iframe or something, you know, incredibly simple, but it's just a drop-in container for my uh, Raspberry Pi system. So... You know, if I was running FreeNAS, FreeNAS uses a web interface. Um, if I was running Lazy Librarian or Radar or Sonar, I, you know, there's all these applications. All of them want their own port, and they all just do sort of light load work and need configuration and attention. You know, this thing just sort of manages that for you. So, but definitely, it uh, sounds like you came across a much more advanced solution than I did. <laughs> right. Which you could do from your router. <laughs> well i you know it's gonna take some tweaking to get that thing stable it's it's linux after all the, out of curiosity do you have lots of audio inputs or is it just your for your mic the scarlet for your mic and your bose headset mm. well i'm sure i'm sure they do because they do in the mac as well yeah i was just wondering if you did something funky before i make a final decision on uh, getting one or certain, not we can be certain that he did that's that's why you use Linux. Yeah, you, you just need to call me more often. Um, speaking of strange Linux issues, there was a small issue this week where um, Pico packages that were downloaded that didn't have a version requirement would upgrade your system to PHP 8 RC1 in Ubuntu. Uh, the Peckle packages would do that? Yeah, so they would define uh, php.star or php star as their requirement for running. And when 8RC1 got added to the global system, uh, it would add that and download it as well. So your system would actually download all the PHP versions, and you could switch between them, but it would default to the latest. I did not know that was a peckle thing. I don't understand entirely what caused this to occur. Um, it, it's, it wasn't pear. No, per, uh, peckle is... A, it, Separate from Pear, it's a different these thing. Were, I just didn't. These were apt hosted Peckle libraries that were doing it. Interesting. So installing that via apt, apt would say, "Oh, I also need to upgrade PHP." Yeah. So you know, small issue this week. Looks like Eric has completely crashed on us now. Don't he know what been. that means for the show. He, he has been crashed. We, we're we're bumping up on time anyway. Yep, we are bumping up on time. While he is uh, figuring things out, I'm going to go ahead and bring up our Patreons. <clears throat> Huge thank you to our Patreons, uh, even the ones that are no longer Patreons, but still listed on this page because I don't remember to do basic maintenance tasks. <laughs> uh, it means a lot to us. keeps us going. Gets, yes, uh, thank you. You get this wonderful video presentation quality, uh, access to our Discord, and uh, what are they called? Keychains. Since Eric's <laughs> offline, I'll say the right word. <laughs> yes, we, we do appreciate. I mean, it's just, it's also motivation. It's like, oh, people do listen and they do care. And otherwise we would have stopped 110 episodes ago. I, you know, I really think that's true. 
I think it's it is it is definitely a it's a pat on the back more than anything else. And then there's Steve who make makes us really want to keep going. <laughs> just to just to drive other people crazy and bitch and moan about Laravel. <laughs> what else would I do with my time if I wasn't doing that? We even had a whole Taylor Outwell converse or card to talk about, but we'll save that for next week. We had a Taylor card? It's on the next discussion point. I don't know anything about it, so I'm not even gonna talk about it. Uh I know a little about it, but yeah, we can save it for next week. Yeah. Um, I do know. Ooh, excuse me. Uh, there was a small issue this week. Uh, it turns out that the jailbreak that's been used for the last couple of months uh, the, on uh, iPhones is also applicable to Apple desktops. And, uh, it's, and look, Eric's back here with us just in time. Um the, the jailbreak, people hadn't been testing this kind of stuff on the desktops, but it turns out that you can uh, remotely gain root access through Apple desktops uh, or on Apple desktops through uh, firmware hacks. And it is in the, I believe, T2 chip in Apple products and is unpatchable. Really? Yes. That's, that sounds... Like a good reason to go back to System 76 and price out a new machine. <laughs> they definitely don't have any Apple parts in them. So I'm confused. Is it if I jailbreak my desktop, then somebody could gain access to it? Are you saying somebody that? somebody could jailbreak your desktop without you knowing? Remotely? No. It is a physical access issue. Oh, okay. That's where I got very confused. You said remote. Yeah, but uh, it's it's been a valid at, uh, attack vector for a while. It's just that no one cared about the desktop, so they didn't test it. But it turns out the desktop and the phone have the same chip for security. <laughs> Albeit bad security. <laughs> yeah, and uh, so don't leave your don't leave your laptop at an airport. Is what you're saying? <laughs> yeah, that's generally considered a, a oh, bad move. Out of scotch. That that's a good time to wrap up the that's show. A, then I think that's you. You, you got to take us out with the song one more time. Come on! If you're just if you're tuning in, you want to stick around. Cue that thing up one more time. Drop a beat, John. Yes. Where is he? Where is he? Are we gonna? Are we wrapping up and then we'll we? Oh we'll yeah, let, let's yes, we'll wrap it up and then we'll close let's with the that. song. Yeah, yeah. So uh, thanks for listening to episode two hundred and ten of PHP Ugly. It is in the book. I'm yes, thank host, you very much. Eric. Thank you. I'm John. I'm Tom. Keep, Keep it, it ugly. One, two, one, two. Uh, coming off the top. Y'all know how we do. Listen, I'ma drop a freestyle you can cherish. I'ma send a shout out to the host named Eric. Yo, he's never on some average shit. You know, Eric, he stays loud and passionate. I'm about to break it down for y'all with the clever song. Yo, shout the host name Thomas because he's never wrong. Yo, shout to John. You know that he's smart and quiet. Unlike my freestyles, which cause a riot. I'm about to do it like this. Cause the people love me Shouts out to PHP The ugly It's called ugly Cause it's not professional But I'm about to come through And bless you with style So let's do it When I'm spitting I perfume the room Yo the segment of the show Is called doom and gloom That came from Thomas Yeah can nobody go beyond this I get the mic And then I'm about to Keep it like a promise Yeah And y'all know We fill them up with anguish We talking about the PHP The programming language About to break it down No exaggeration What do y'all do for 
a living web applications. Okay, I can dig it. My words spray tight. Uh, they getting together on the Thursday nights. Yeah, when it comes to rhyming, you can call me the new dude. I spew true lyrics while y'all broadcast on YouTube. So let's get it. You know my lyrics are major. All up in the comments, they got plenty of haters, but they doing what they doing. Keep it ugly. We ending every show with the saying it's lovely. Let's go. Yeah.